This is the Love Truth Leadership Podcast. Your hosts, Larry Chatterley and Nick Johnson, welcome you on your journey of self-improvement and connection. Listen as they combine their different experiences of life to help you learn leadership is not just a title, but the profound expression of the love and truth you bring into the world. tough question it's it's something I feel like purpose is something that I do to define my meaning I, I wake up with purpose to go to work that's I would say that's a rudimentary purpose I feel like everyone has that right but at the same time I I wake up this morning to come do a podcast and that's that's my real heartfelt purpose, something that I'm excited to do, something I'm excited to share the story and that in my life will give, gives me meaning. And I feel like meaning is like a big word where purpose is what you do to fulfill that big word of meaning where meaning is values and beliefs and shoot it's so much in comparison to what purpose is a little bit more definitive it's like it's your end goal same time purpose can be really big too my purpose is to make this podcast with you and and share a message and at the same time grow it make it to where it's something that i am able to do all the time and then shoot meaning is is a hard definition for me uh because it's who i am it's my it's my what, right? It's it's why I do it, and my purpose is, is more of your what. Yeah, more of my what. So you, yeah. So meaning is more of the why. Yeah, yeah. Meaning is I, I I do this to help improve the lives of others through my experiences. So it's something greater than yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, meaning is much bigger than so than I am. Creates, makes a sense of feeling valued by helping others. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Meaning, there's a. I was. I, I actually was looking it up last night, and I was lost, you know, a little bit because it was just like, man, this is such a big subject. <clears throat> Meaning, you know, has a lot of definitions in the dictionary. The one that I found that really resonates is the true purpose of something. So my true purpose is my meaning, <laughs> right? So <laughs> these words go hand in hand, you know, so purpose is what you do and meaning is who is benefited is, is what I really like. Um, 
I do this podcast to benefit lost people, people that are having struggles in their life and stuff like that. And then use me, you know, more a hundred percent use my failures, my, me as my, my life experience as your example to what to do and what not to do. So that's, that's definitely purpose and meaning for me. But before we get into that subject, I wanted to talk about one thing about last episode real quick. Okay. And we had Sam on and man, that was, I was really happy with how that episode went. It went really well. Little to no editing, which is super awesome. We were talking about discipline and, and I, I, I actually had this for the episode and I completely forgot to mention it. And it's, it's about the building, the building a habit basically of anything. And I'm, to me, myself, I'm relating it to a building a habit of working out. And so say you have a hundred bucks, right? You have a hundred dollars in your hand and you add 50%. Somehow you get it, you know, you're able to multiply it and add 50%. You have 150 bucks, but then say, if you lose 33% of that $150, you're back to a hundred and how that builds that habit of discipline is if you're trying to build a habit of discipline and you keep working on this habit of discipline with whatever it is, and you get up to where that hundred percent multiplies into a 150 and then you take what? let's say you work on this habit for three months and then you take one month off, you're back down to where you were basically. So you're building this habit of working out, you get into shape, you know, you're at that 150% or $150 of, you know, in shape or whatever. And then you take one month off, which is, which would, you know, 30%, you're back down to that hundred percent, which is, I think that's kind of mind blowing. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so this is the reason why I want to keep doing this and why I don't want to lose track of the habit I'm building or the discipline I want to have in something is because if I take this little bit of time off, it's more detrimental to the whole, the whole encompassing whole basically, which is that's, I feel like that's a really big deal. And it's something that I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't talk about in the last episode, but we're covering it now. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. <clears throat> but what about you, Larry? What is, let's get back into the subject. What's, well, what's what, purpose and meaning for you? Purpose and meaning? Similar to what you talk about. I mean, the, um, I got to look at my whys, my, you know, my values. Uh-huh. And what's, what's important. And then the purpose is, uh, is to inf- kind of fulfill that meaning again the goals I set. Yeah. You've been quite altruistic in your life though too, right? So you've had a lot of, you've built wells in Africa and, and raised money for doing that. You've done a lot of charity rides and, and, and so that like gave you a lot of purpose as well. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I, a friend of mine years ago, his name is John. He's the one that got me started in running <clears throat> and to develop that habit. He, I think we, I mentioned this in another podcast, he would show up every morning at six and he eventually turned into cycling himself because the running was so hard on the knees like myself. Uh He mentioned years ago, he says, you know, people do a lot of bike races, but he says he doesn't see any altruistic benefit out of that other than, you know, you can pat yourself on the back and say, Hey, I I did this, I got a medal, whatever. So he said, you know, Larry, if you, if you're going to do riding, 
you know, you can have a purpose more than just yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get, get that motivation. Of like, he says, other than just do the ride, how can that benefit? So every ride since then is tied to some type of charity thing that I, you know, one was the water wells in Africa and there was a clinic we put over there and also ALS we did. I rode my first long distance ride was yeah. for raising money. That's yeah. Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh-huh. And so other future rides and this last one in France was raising for funds for endangered youth, youth that are in trouble, that have serious problems. Yeah. So everyone, it, it provides more meaning in the ride than just the ride itself. Exactly. Yeah, it gives you a reason to do it, which right. is giving that ride meaning <clears throat> at the same it's time. It's kind of a payback, you know? Yeah. Or pay it forward, I guess. Yeah, 100%. So there goes that gratitude again, Yeah, right? that gratitude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the pay it forward is so important. It feels like you're creating value in your life. And you feel like you're making a contribution. Yeah. You know, and if you think of all the blessings we have in life, and we and we live in America, we're probably considerably have many more things to be grateful for, if you think about it, at least from lifestyle yeah. compared to other countries. Yeah. Yeah, I feel fortunate that we can do that, and I feel grateful that we are able to do these podcasts. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Me too. I feel extremely grateful to be able to, to do this and to share a message. It's uh, one of those things where, shoot, living here is, is hugely beneficial. Yeah, I, it was something I read the other day. And if you have clean water, a roof over your head, food to eat, and there was something else I forgot. I think a pocket change or yeah, something. Yeah. So much money or something. Yeah. And then you're like in the, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have change in a bowl. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You're the, you're Top the 6% of the whole world. Or yeah. Something. For real. And that's just like, wow. Okay. So that puts it in perspective. Or 8%. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and so one, we're very fortunate to be where we're at and to be able to do what we do and have what we have. And it's, I really feel like it sucks for people that can't recognize that a lot of the times they're, I've been there, you know, woe is me hundred percent. That's why I started talking to you in the first place, right? It was, woe is me, what is going on? And I feel one, and that's good that I hit that point because, um, it, it, it helped me find a purpose, and, and so let's, that's, I want to, I will get into ways to find meaning, um, here in just a little bit, find meaning and purpose, but I want to go through a, like a, a few definitions real quick. So this comes from the Greeks because I was reading last night, it comes into philosophy. You know, there's a lot of philosophers and psychologists who have done a lot of research and I ended up finding myself, I'm like, you know, re reading papers from doctors from Harvard and, and stuff like that. And I didn't realize that this was such a, you know, researched and thought out topic for one. I did read that book by Dr. Frankel and I was super excited whenever I found that article, I, I emailed you the, and this actually relates to the Greeks, um, which, you know, leaders in philosophy and all that kind of stuff, as far as, you know, we still are learning most of our, of our philosophy comes from, from them. So logos can be related to the word meaning and logos is your reason, your cause, a ground, a thought or an expectation. And then telos 
is the word for purpose. And that's your consummation, a closure, results. And the one I really liked was reaching an end or an aim. So that gets back to in the definition of purpose, the reason why something is done or used, the aim or intention of something. And meaning, like we were talking about, is it's such a it's it's a much bigger word. You know, meaning and purpose are related, but they have different social constructs. You know, purpose is part of meaning. And meaning is is so broad of a concept, it includes your values, your efficacy, and and your overall self-worth. Let's talk to our audience a little bit how how meaning can be if you're in a in a state of not knowing your self-worth, how can someone maybe reach out and find their meaning? And then that will give them their purpose. I feel like meaning has to come first, right? Like, what is my meaning here? What is the meaning of my life? Through that, you can find a purpose, I feel like. And at the same time, though, if you can find a purpose... You can also find a meaning, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's 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 kind of a, a a juggling act almost, right? They there's just vish, there's this cycle, right? It's like okay, so my purpose is this, and now I'm meaning that, and then this is my meaning now, and then oh wait, this is my meaning now, so my purpose is going to be this. So how, what are some ways that people can find either one of those, basically? Well, I think uh, a good method is just journaling. Just okay. writing down your thoughts and don't tell write, your story. Yeah, don't write it as if you didn't really it didn't matter if anybody read it. Read it, you know. Some yeah. people write and they're free. They're afraid someone's going to read it. No, write it as if no one was going to read it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you can get your true feelings. And when as you're writing, start asking a lot of questions. What is it? What do I want life to look like? What What about this? Ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And I think those questions are going to lead to some answers. And those answers could be things about you feeling in your element. I've never ever heard of that where people are in flow. Uh You're doing some activity. You're so passionate about it. Time just escapes you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And sometimes those things will give you meaning. Yeah. When are you in flow? It's I call it in your element. So sometimes you... Nick, maybe you work on something and you're so engrossed on it. All of a sudden, you go just like just like last night. I was sitting there. <clears throat> I got off work about I would say I left the shop at five o'clock, right? And I got home and I got on my computer and I started doing a little bit of research for tonight's episode. And the next thing I know, it's nine thirty. Like not even aware. You know, that time is just flying by and it, it was, it was really awesome. Meanwhile, you're texting me all these cameras and stuff and I'm looking at the camera and then I'm like, oh wait, okay, let me. Uh, I disrupted your inflow process. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. No worries. I'm like, yeah, that, what about, I really like reading. I think reading can help find a lot of purpose because, you know, it connects us to people you'll never know. Right. And it allows us to like sit in other people's shoes and connect what they're to what they're going through. Somebody has this purpose in their life. Wow. I really relate with that. Maybe I can pick up the flag, you know, too with them and, and kind of 
do their purpose, but in my own way. It brings out your imagination, you know, reading does. And I love imagination. I I use it daily. I imagine my vision and all that kind of stuff. And you you can use your imagination as your purpose. You can start imagining what you want to do. And then if what you're imagining is you start to feel uplifted from that imagination that you're bringing into yourself make that your purpose, you know? And, and so one way that you can definitely turn on your imagination is through reading. Um, what do you think about relating to what people have gone through? Maybe seeing that, a uh, suffer that you've gone through and don't want to have other people experience that suffer. I mean, yeah, yeah I think, yeah, we talked about that earlier about suffering. Suffering actually in many ways can be positive because it can produce more deep meaning in your life. It makes you reflect on things uh, that you can have value on. So suffering can be two ways. It could be, it can either harden your heart or soften your heart. It can soften your heart for the better where you have more love and compassion yeah. or it can harden your heart. Yeah. Kind of like a boiling water, boiling water, put a carrot in boiling water, it gets soft. And if you put an egg in, it gets hard. The question is, you got to decide which, what are you going to do with that suffering? Yeah, are you going to be a carrot or an egg? Yeah. Are you going to, like, wrap up in your shell? or you... Yeah, go wrap up and be hardened. And, yeah. And then you, you're not as empathetic. You're not caring, compassionate. Yeah. You know, or you can use that suffering for the betterment, using that suffering to create more meaning in your life. And, and, and maybe experience <laughs> the fact that, okay, I don't want to go through this again. And you know what? I don't want, I don't want people to go through this. As well, or, or either that or enhance your ability to help people go through it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody has suffering. And Victor Frankl, as you just mentioned, the author of *Man's Search for Meaning*, he was incarcerated. He's a psychologist incarcerated in Auschwitz during World War II. He was able to take that experience of suffering and create an awesome book, and also help thousands of other people get find meaning in their yeah. life. So he created logotherapy, right? Which is Meaning therapy. Yeah. So right. it's a good book. It's a tough book to get through because some of the stuff they did is... Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's crazy. Some, some of the atrocities, they, yeah. I just can't believe some human beings would do that. But anyway, it, it also provides an interesting viewpoint of, of how to create more meaning and purpose in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Which also reminds me of another book. You just said do reading. I really like Emily Smith's book on the power of meaning. Okay. Uh, she's got some good information there so i would suggest our reader listeners here if they have a chance to read maybe those two books yeah that's for sure now i've listened to the man's search for meaning a couple times now since you you told us about it i think it was last week and it can be it's one of those books where you have to go through a couple times i feel like it's a very it's a very thought-provoking book but it took me a couple a couple listens to really get through or like, okay, I see what he's saying. It's something that I don't know if it quite resonates with me yet. I, so it's going to be one of those That's ones, okay. one of those ones where I, where I'm definitely going to read it, you know, or listen to it. I should say a couple more times. I actually went to the library to see if they had it in, in the, in the library, just so, you know, maybe read yeah. it. It's going to help me, help me a little bit better. Yeah. And it was already checked out. So I reserved it, but that's definitely on the list. And that's the other thing I want to talk about with, with our audience is reading these books, you know, one read through is okay. 
I've always been a big reader my whole life. You know, I started out with whenever I shoot, I was eight years old with the Hobbit. Wow. And, um, that was the first book I've ever read, uh, ever read. And that really got me into reading about fantasy and stuff. And I got into Dragonlance Chronicles <laughs> and just reading all these fantasy books and reading a fantasy book is good and all because you can understand what's going on the first read through and, and remember the story, you know, because they're telling you a story. And I, I feel like reading a book that's teaching you something as far as like self-improvement or finding meaning or something like that. Those books take, you can read through it once and be like, okay, I kind of have an idea. Read through it again. I'm like, okay, I'm getting a better idea now. You know, and so, like I said, I'm on my third read of the or third listen to the the man's search for meaning, and I, and it's now it's starting to click. Don't be afraid to read a book more than once. What I'm saying here to really find the meaning in the book that you're reading. I think if you couple that with journaling, your thoughts about the book also Act, active learning. Yeah, like the I mean, I heard reading. a quote that says, "When the student is ready, the teacher will arrive." And uh, it was Kilgabrand who said that when when we're in life, when we're really looking for answers, I think then we're ready, and we'll see those answers as we study and journal, yeah. and reflect, yeah, and meditate, and yeah. connect with other people. And do the gratitude, you know. Yeah, you could read this book like three or four times and you're still like, okay, cool, I don't get it. And then one day you are approached with the scenario. Then you're like, oh, wait, I see what I see what the book was saying now. You know, that kind of stuff. I also see that as that happens to me kind of quite regularly, actually. <laughs> see, and so yeah. what's happening now, the teacher is arriving because you're ready for it. You're yeah. Like, you're at a point, you go, wow, I never saw that before. How come I didn't see that? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because you were looking for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. But unfortunately, m- most of us, it takes a while to to, to see the answer. Yeah. Um, it's, it usually requires, actually, unfortunately, it's it's many times through the suffering where, we find those answers. Yeah. And that's why I like authors a whole lot is because they're they're finding their meaning and purpose and writing these books and teaching the subject, telling their story. So that's another way that somebody can find meaning is by telling your story. Find curiosity in your life. Right. Um, if you if you see meaning and purpose in your own life and you're able to just tell a story of like meaning and growth, like what I'm actually doing here with a podcast that's giving me a purpose because I'm able to tell my story of my growth and, you know, ways that I've managed to overcome obstacles and that kind of stuff. You get to see your own strengths and you can use that to help people. Um, which then again, increases our, our uh, sense of self-efficacy and that's a word, efficacy, that I, I'm actually going to look up the definition for you guys real quick. Because that's a word that totally stumped me whenever I saw it. The ability to produce a desired or intended result. So, whatever. Back, back to purpose. Exactly. Um, so, it's like efficacy can be definitely related to self-purpose. Um. Can I insert something here? Any, Larry, you don't even have to ask. Go ahead. 
There was a book called Gaining Control of Your Life by Robert Bennett. It's out of publication. It was a little awesome book. And I read this back in the 80s. So it was at least 35 years ago. Okay. <clears throat> and in this book, he described a behavior model. And that model has been used by a lot of authors. Uh-huh. Uh, it's used a lot in the Covey Institute's books. So, but I don't know who was the originator of the behavior model. It was in the early 80s when I was reading it. And there was these these four sections that he talked about, he says there's four primary needs that people have in life is to live, you know, that's food, shelter, clothing, stuff, you know, Uh and to love and be loved, right? Yeah. To feeling valued, that's like leaving a legacy. Yeah. And the last was learning and growing, you know, continually grow, learn, you know. And so he says the, primary things that you do in life are in fulfillment of those four needs right yeah for the most part okay so our listeners need to know that what what we do every day is in fulfillment then there's what our belief system is kind of the why i mean that is the needs that need to be fit then we have a belief system what i need to do to get me to fulfill those needs what do i have to do every day okay right yeah so and sometimes those beliefs are correct or incorrect yeah yeah. So then this next one is the, the behavior. Okay, here's what I believe is going to happen. And so my follow-up with my behavior, right? Yeah. And then the behavior produces results. Uh, this, was, this was the key thing I got. If the results over a period of time don't fulfill your needs, what does that tell you about your belief system? Yeah. It's incorrect. Yeah. And the problem is a lot of people, when you see a person do something, you look at their behavior. You go, man, if you do this, you're going to crash or whatever, right? Yeah, if you yeah. drink and drive, you're going to eventually have some serious problems. It's some serious consequences, yeah, as for we sure. well know. Yeah. And so what happens is people sometimes just focus on the behavior. Get your act together. Do this, do that. But until they change their belief about it. Or, yeah, belief in themselves as that's well. That's right. Yeah. They, they got to change the belief. And so the things that we've been talking about, gratitude and love and cultivating a different mindset, helps us get better results yeah yeah which is big yeah so a lot of things in life people are fulfillment for happiness and and sometimes they get immediate pleasures but they don't get deep meaning fulfillment yeah so for example i could go eat fast food all the day i get man i get a slight slight pleasure and i don't eat eat fast food but what's the desire what's the result going to be actually be oh yeah i'll be Uh, diabetic overweight upset stomach uh, Uh, yeah all that stuff cardiovascular problems you know hypertension yeah all those things i don't want but at the moment you get a high sometimes on some of this stuff we eat yeah so so for example a lot of people are struggling with life when it comes to addressing certain things so they get addicted to certain things yeah it's kind of like self-medication. Well, yeah, you get your, you like, okay, so you're like, okay, I had a stressful day at work. Right. Or my life is just stressful and I don't have a healthy way of handling it. So I'm going to go home, I'll crack a beer. That beer wasn't enough. Let me crack another one. And then, and then another one. And, and then, then another, and then, and then the next day you still have that same cycle because you're not knowing how to handle the stress that you're having. So you, the next day, okay, now I'm going to have three beers to help relieve my stress. And then. I had a good friend um, who suffered severely from alcoholism. I mean, my he was my best friend. And I had to quit hanging out with him because it's like, dude, I can't just sit here at your house and just get wasted. Get wasted. 
let's go do something active. You know, before, I mean, he was institutionalized, you know, and stuff. He spent some time in prison and which granted he did break a break the law to get to make that happen but at the same time after the fact that he got out he lost that that sense of meaning in his life and you know a lot of prisoners really suffer with the fact of institution you know being institutionalized the fact that they've been in this cell for so long and they're afraid of repeating their same habits or behaviors that got them in trouble in the first place so they just sit at home and don't do anything and take their meaning and purpose away from their life. And so he just sat there and got drunk every day. I mean, he'd put eight, eight beers down to my one and just, I mean, took a toll on him. And it, he ended up committing suicide because of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's, and, and I felt our relationship where it started shifting I was riding my bike every day and, and having that meaning in my life. Like I want to get up early and go ride this trail that, so that gave me a purpose and that gave me, I am a mountain biker. It gave me a, a title, right? Basically, which gave me a purpose to do. And he resonated with being a prisoner while that's his meaning and his purpose. It didn't, it wasn't healthy for him. We need to start looking at, turning those hurts and feelings that we have, like he was suffering into something that's more of a guidance, I feel like. And if I feel like if he would have reached out for that a little bit more, he wouldn't have been down that path. path. Yeah. I think, Nick, one of the, at least for me, and I, I'm sure this is with others as well, one of the most therapeutic things for me, I guess, is, um, is making a difference in the lives of others. So what's good therapy is like volunteering for something. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because when you start thinking, it's extreme. It's great self-help by helping others. Oh, yeah, 100%. When, when you're yeah. helping others, you start reflecting differently and seeing things differently. And then you, so that's. And, and then that may, creates more meaning in your life. Yeah. So when you see in some of these people, when they've got out of prison, I'm not saying a lot. There's a few. You read their stories. There's some people who have come through some pretty tough times. Oh, yeah. And they had this epiphany. They go, whoa, I can make a difference. And some of them can actually become great leaders. But uh, like Gandhi, he went through some tough times. Yeah. Like that, but had a profound influence in the people in India and get, getting free of the British Empire. But sometimes we can do something very powerful for our life. We just have to make a choice to do it. How do we say self-medication of the different facets out there? That just um, what it, it keeps you from moving forward in a meaningful way. Yeah. So then you need to question yourself. Hey, how do I need to see things differently about myself? That's yeah. back to journaling. And uh, I was reading. I was reading. I read a book years ago. I think I can't remember the last name of the author. John Cranick or something. He wrote 365 letters. He's an attorney in California. He was really, he was at a point in life that he was very unhappy, uh-huh. extremely so. And for some reason, he had this insight to write a thank you note that people made a difference in his life. Okay. And he wrote a note every day for 365 days. People. Just thanking somebody. Someone, even if it was at, if it was at the Starbucks and the lady gave him a smile and just gave him, treated him, you know, with respect, he'd write a letter to that person. But he started writing people in teachers and a lot of other people. Yeah. 
And uh, when I read this book, it was about four or five years ago, I started writing. I wrote probably 100 plus letters. Unfortunately, there was a bunch of people I wished I had wrote a letter, but they passed away. So do it before <laughs> yeah. it's too late. It's right? too late. I thought, oh my God. Yeah. Well, it was in. And so he found that totally changed his life. He got out of this, you know, slump of being, woe is me and victimization, you know, because that leads to usually some form of self medication. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, yeah. Drinking or drugs or whatever it is, whatever, it, yeah. whatever gaming, whatever the addiction is. Exactly. And so that got him out of that element, that thank you, that gratitude, and he started writing it. So I found that very rewarding. And particularly, there was one of my professors who was still alive, and I've heard through a friend, had such a profound impact on him because he'd never had a student ever write him a letter. Really? Yeah, of gratitude. He said it's the first he'd ever seen. Yeah, that's another a story that I was. Fifty uh, years later, it took me to write it. You know, and he was yeah. one of the few that were still alive, but unfortunately, a lot of them. So that brings us into another way to find meaning in your life, and it's listen to what other people appreciate about you. And I was reading a story about this teacher who he was uh, he was teaching troubled youth at a, at a, it was some special school, right? Like, why am I even doing this anymore? Like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm making an impact, like I'm making a difference. And he had this student who reached out to him like five years after she graduated from, from the school and, and wrote him a letter and said, hey, listen, I want to let you know how much you, I appreciate what you've done for me in my life, that you were the teacher that guided me and showed me how to be a better person and this and that, and actually asked this teacher to walk her down the aisle for her wedding. You know, that reignited his purpose. You know, like, okay, I'm a teacher for troubled youth. And, and that reconnected him to something that he was already doing. He's, he found his purpose again by somebody thanking him. Now, that that's something that can be um, sometimes tough because I – and I – I have a hard time with this as well. I went to I went to go pay gratitude towards my dad on on Thanksgiving, and <laughs> I love my dad to death, and I can tell him all this stuff. But whenever it comes to being, you know, open in this way toward with him, it's a little tough. It's it's going to be one of those things where that that subject itself, hearing what people appreciate about you, that's going to be one of the hardest ways to find purpose and meaning. Because I don't feel like a lot of people are really open with what, how much they appreciate other people. Or like, hey, you made this impact on me in my life and I, wanted you, I want you to know that you've made this impact and I appreciate you for it or something like that. When it comes down to it, that's where it relates into the other way to find uh, meaning in your life is uh, your community that you're in. If you're in the community or you're in a social uh, structure where... Your purpose is, or your meaning, or your what you're bringing to people is not being noticed or you know acknowledged. Maybe try to find a different community <laughs> where they're a little bit more open and a little bit more acknowledging of who you are as a person. So, I'd say the best self help, one of the best self help, is help others. As yeah. You, as you find, as you help others, it'll it'll help you establish and find more meaning. And purpose in your life. And then you're also going to be surrounded by people who are also doing the same thing. <clears throat> same, like-minded. So I'm just saying, if, if you're anybody out there listening is struggling in life, go find some cause. Go help someone. Go do yeah. something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, whatever that may be, um, it, 
my son one time he he was a student abroad one for a, a semester and he went into some of the ca- countries like Egypt and Ethiopia. Uh-huh. And he said it was a huge paradigm shift. He had no idea people lived the way they did. I really like this quote. It's the nobility of our purpose reflects the company we keep. It's, well, if you're finding that you're like, okay, I'm lacking a lot of purpose in my life. Start looking at the people around you. What are they doing? Yeah, they it's, are they lifting you up or pulling you down? Exactly. You know, you know it I reminds to... me of the crab story about there was this bucket and the crab was it wasn't very big and this guy come up and said to the fisherman he says hey the crabs are they're going to get out of that bucket it's not very high he says no they won't he says why well because as one crab tries to get up over the other crab will grab it and pull them back down <laughs> and so the point is yeah if you want to change your mental state of mind maybe you want to ref. Think about who you hang around with. Yeah. Are they pulling you down? Or exactly. Are they, are they uplifting you up? And you know? the people that we hang around with are closely tied to our identity as people. Right. Right. So if you're sitting here asking yourself questions about the, these people, like, what do, you, what do you have in common with the people you hang out with? Who are they trying to be? What impact do you see the people that you're hanging out with are having on the world? Is it a positive impact? Can you help them making that positive impact? And then, like, what do they need from you? And then, can you give them what they need? And and if you if your answers to those questions don't really bring inspiration, or you're sitting there answer, asking those questions, and you're like, "Whoa, okay, what's going on? These people are actually completely negative towards me, or this is just a negative environment." Start to question your identity. Uh, I identify as a nerd, 100%. You know, I like playing board games, Magic the Gathering, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, that community is kind of a like a negative-driven community. It's all about me, can I win, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I don't really generally like to associate with that with that community too much because... I mean, granted, I'll play board games and stuff with my friends. You know, that's what we did on Thanksgiving. Whenever I went to Friendsgiving, you know, we after we all ate and everything, we sat around and played board games. But it was more of in a positive light. And whenever you go to, like, a game store or something, and you don't know the people you're playing with, or you do, but they're at the same time, this is, like, 100% their driven purpose in life is to play games or play board games, that kind of stuff. Not all the time. You know, it's about a 60% rule, about... 60% of them are extremely negative. This is all they have going for them. And and so, again, start questioning whether or not the people that you're surrounding yourself with are a positive impact on your life. And, and then take a look at your identity through that. Like, I identify as a game-playing nerd, but do I identify with it so much that I'm going to go hang out with negative people all the time? No, I don't. Depending who you hang with depends, like you say, to find your identity. And yeah. And maybe you have to rethink that. It's back to that belief in behavior. Yep. And the results you want in life. If you're not getting the results you want, those needs aren't being met, then you need to question your belief system. What yeah. you believe about yourself and what you believe in others. Yeah, exactly. So it becomes a journey of self-discovery. And that self-discovery is through the principles we've talked about. Oh, yeah. The, the gratitude, the journaling. The pay it forward, making a difference. Yeah, that journey. Gratitude, altruism. Yeah, 
that, then that helps you reestablish the way you think about yourself. That elevates you better and so creates more fulfillment. Life yeah. becomes more rewarding. And then find something that you can maybe have awe in as right. well. Like what brings you like, wow, that's really cool. This is super awesome. I enjoy this a whole lot. Um, I can imagine, you know, some kids as a youth, they find awe in space and, and they're grateful that they have the opportunity to chase this as a dream. And then next thing you know, they're working for NASA. So <laughs> that's one of those things where like, and if you're able to hold on to like what brings you inspiration, um, and then build that gratitude towards that inspiration, you're, you know, you're on the right path to finding purpose and meaning in your life for sure. Man. I think you said it all there. Nick. Yeah. Just remember real. to do, just think about your, you know, and write down and journal about things that you learn, get a passion for learning more. Yeah. And self-reflection. Yep. Work on meditation. So Bob Proctor said, and he's, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. He says good. the world belongs to the learning, not the learned. So if you already think you got, you know what's going on and you're already set in your ways and you're not willing to expand your mind, you're stuck. And, and so the people who want to keep learning through life and want to keep building themselves up as people, those are going to be the ones who will end up owning the world. I think that, that creates a sense. I think people, when they have a sense of humility, that's what suffering does. It, it makes you more teachable. Oh, yeah. And when you're more teachable, you're learning. But pride, with I think, is the antithesis of humility, is the thing that creates more stumbling blocks. Like, it's the people think they know everything. Exactly. Yeah. And, or whatever. And that becomes a huge stumbling block to them. Yeah. So, hopefully, they uh, through their suffering, they'll find more meaning in their life. And with that meaning, they... Uh, create more purpose yeah and it kind of kind of re- goes back and forth as you find more meaning you create more purpose as you create more pe- purpose that feeds more meaning exactly doesn't it yeah 100 percent. yeah that's in fact most of the no time joke. in my consulting world I, the biggest problem people had is they didn't they didn't know exactly where they were headed they'd always say well tell me how to do it well how, how to do what you know they you know Usually it was just more money. Yeah. Well, if I make more money, that'll solve all my problems. Well, maybe. May may not. I said in most cases, it actually doesn't. Most people say, oh, yeah, it would. I said, well, possibly. Makes life easier. Makes easier. Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to create more meaning in your life. Or more happiness. Or happiness. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not going to. No. Not at all. It definitely makes stuff easier. But at the same time, it's like, okay, cool. It's easy now, but I'm still still hanging out with the same people. Or, you know, I'm still repeating the same bad habits. Yeah. You don't want to live a groundhog day. No, not at all. I would suggest if anybody hasn't seen that movie, go see it. It's got a good meaning because... Most people live Groundhog Day. They, oh yeah, they, they what they want. I was diff- in one. Yeah, they yeah. yeah, they want different results, but it, it's it, I'm not changing my habits. But I'm not going to change the way I see myself. Or yeah, my pursuit of things or anything like that. So we're going to recap real quick. Ways to find meaning. Just a few. There's a lot more than than this. Right. Reading would be the first one. I feel like. Um, Two is going to be your hurts. Turn your hurts or other people's hurts into your purpose or meaning. 
listen to what people appreciate about you, find or build a community, tell your story. I feel like that's one of the biggest ones. And then even bigger than that is cultivate gratitude, awe, or altruism. Right, start writing your gratitude. And as we've mentioned before, and we'll mention again and again and again, gratitude is the most powerful word that we're going to even ever talk about because it brings in a lot of different change in your life. And we understand that it's hard. And trust me, just from somebody who's new at practicing gratitude, it's hard to start or what you can be grateful about. Start with simple things, material subjects. I'm grateful that I have a house, I have food, I have water. You know, just start with little stuff. Altruism, go volunteer in your community. Go to the local task force that you have on their food bank days or or whatever that you can do. Pick up trash, you know, something like that. And then awe is going to be what inspires you. What do you find joy, joyful? What really makes, you know, your brain explode with, I, I can't, I'm so excited about this. I can't wait to do it. That's why I, I have a lot of awe with the podcast. Whenever I'm done editing an episode and I finish listening to it, I'm like, yes, you know, I do a little celebration. Like this is where it's at. I'm, I'm, you know, I have my impact from there. I mean, back to gratitude again. I want, I want to touch on a subject and I feel like, the more I've been practicing gratitude, the more that I realize that I've been practicing gratitude in my life. And that's really what's helped me, you know, get over my struggles. And I feel like a lot of people do, do practice gratitude and don't recognize it, that they're doing it. Uh, like, you know, Larry, I get migraines, right? And I'll have a migraine wake me up at 2 a.m. And the number one thing that gets me through that migraine is sitting there going, at least I'm alive to feel this pain. <laughs> you know, it's like, thank you that I, you know, I'm just so grateful I'm alive that I get to feel this pain because otherwise, <laughs> you know, if I wasn't alive to feel this pain, I wouldn't be able to meet Larry on Sunday morning to, to record a podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we're going to close out there. Yeah, Anything last, else you want to add, Larry? All I would say is I recently read a book called Wake Up With Gratitude, and it's by Chris, uh, Christine Nelson, I believe. It's a great book. If someone went, We're talking about reading. If they uh -huh. want to read, she's a s survivor of cancer, but I really like the way she approached the subject. And uh, I would also say for those who feel connected to God to pray about, yeah. Prayer of gratitude. Is yeah. Very important. Or whatever your higher power is for sure. Just right. put it out there to whoever, you know, just, just send a thanks out for sure. Um, well, thank you for you guys listening today and taking the time. Yeah. Thank and you. we're Th really excited about next week. I am bringing on my cousin. She's a breast cancer survivor and, uh, She's going to have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So tune in for next week as well. Well, I'm Nick. I'm Larry. And this is the LTL Show. Thank you for listening. Have a grateful day. I want to leave you with a glimpse into what's coming next week. Larry and I will delve into the transformative power of a positive attitude. 
featuring a special guest who holds a dear place in my heart, my cousin, Christy Pinkney. Join us as we explore Christy's incredible journey as a breast cancer survivor, discovering how she harnessed the strength of a positive attitude to not only overcome adversity, but also turn it into a powerful platform for education. Her story is a testament to the resilience that love, truth, and a positive mindset can bring into our lives. Until then, stay inspired, lead with love, and always seek the truth in your leadership journey. As always, Larry and I greatly appreciate you, and thank you for listening.